Welcome to Welcome. the Parentless Podcast. <laughs> this is our first podcast ever. This is our first episode. And we are sisters, even though we don't look like it. And when I say sisters, I don't mean sorority. I mean actually full blood. Say mom and dad. Yep. I look like I came out of a different litter. That's a whole other story. So welcome to our podcast uh we have a few things we'll be covering this first season and even this first episode this comes like an introduction obviously you guys don't know us so i'm rebecca uh i'm 24 i uh work in healthcare. i am a leo a little fiery at times and my birthstone is rock bottom natalie <laughs> uh i'm natalie i'm 25 uh, i am in corporate america in sales and i'm an aquarius uh, so i can be a little standoffish at times she don't mean to be don't mean to be i really do like people and i i just that's just how i come off i don't know she likes people but she's not i'm very um if i don't know you she comes up more shy. Yeah. I'm the more I'm an extrovert and an extrovert. Once you get to know me, I'll be way more out in the open. Where Rebecca is way more out in the open. Right off the bat. But I can't be introverted too. When? In the womb? <laughs> that was a lie. So. <laughs> Rebecca will talk to a wall. <laughs> get me in the mood. But, um, so... This is us. We're sisters. She's the older one. I know my looks tell a different story. Rebecca's also taller than me, too, so it doesn't help. Actually, I think all of our siblings besides one are taller than me. So even we have a brother who's a lot younger than me, and he looks older than me. Yeah, yeah. And then he's 19. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah. Uh, I'm Natalie. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> podcast um obviously first episode obviously we're parentless <laughs> <laughs> sorry we laughed about our trauma a lot but um we um lost our parents uh, we just lost our dad not that long ago um and that story of us being parentless in our 20s season one will be a lot just about what we've been through and um everything that we've been dealing with along with some humor of course <laughs> We do like to make fun of our, or not make fun of our trauma, but like laugh about our trauma. Yeah, we <laughs> are all about the dark humor. Um, yes. It doesn't help um, my profession either. I work in healthcare, so <laughs> my trauma plus my job. Yeah. I'm also just very blunt, so like whenever people are like, oh, how are you doing? And I'm just like, not good. Like, what makes you think I'm doing good? But we are everyday girls that just came from nothing and we're living together now in our 20s. And yes, if someone would have told way. me in five years I would be living with my sister again back in Ohio, that you're crazy. <laughs> uh, we are 18 months apart, hence why we are super close. Yes. With Sorry, we're kind of jumping all over the place, but... um. So yeah, why did we even we, think of to do the podcast? I think one day we were just like, oh my God, we should just, we've been through so much stuff. We should have a podcast. And it was at first kind of a joke, like, especially with my college friends with me, they were like, you have such an interesting life, you and your family, like you should have like a show beyond Dr. <laughs> Phil, 
something of the sorts. Dr. Phil, if you're listening, you're welcome to the podcast anytime. We don't need to go to your little camp, though. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, but anyway, so, like, at first it was, like, a running joke, like, you guys have such a crazy story. You guys should talk about it. Like, this shouldn't even be real. So that yeah. kind of encouraged us. Like, it was sort of... And, too, like, I like to talk about what we've been through. I mean, there's people out there who definitely have had it worse. But, like, we've been through a lot of stuff. So, like, it's just we want this to be kind of, like, an outlet to let other people know, like, you're not alone. Like, there's other people who have been through just as bad of stuff or even worse and want this to be a space to just talk about what we've been through and just other stuff in general like what we've been through our lives brain it's i've our lives are like a movie (laughs) and we'll we'll get to that because you're probably thinking like what is this movie craziness but kind of like shining a light on what natalie said yeah this is like a safe place but only that like um there's a lot of people our age that this is still kind of taboo, like not having parents, yeah, addiction, mean, parents dying from diseases, all of the things. Trauma with relationships. I mean, yeah. I have it. Rebecca has it worse than I do. And some of her stories are like insane. So, <laughs> But um, despite the hardships, uh, we still have fun and we still yes. enjoy our 20s. And this is... Also, kind of just like battling your twenties, being young. Um, how are we successful? How are we still okay despite hardships? Like, what motivates us? What's our drive? So, we'll kind of like lightly trauma dump. So, obviously, like I mentioned earlier, this is the Parentless Podcast. So we have no parents. <laughs> we have no managers. <laughs> so, um, we're the oldest of the two. Uh, uh, the four. Sorry, the two out of four. Okay. <laughs> Math is hard. So, we kind of take that role of keeping the family, our siblings in check, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, we take the manager roles. We, yeah. <laughs> Natalie, we're not pop artists. <laughs> but, so we kind of have that role in our family and that kind of dynamic. Um, where we just, you know, we all check in on each other though still. And it's these events in your life kind of make you, um, bond together. And in every family you'll have different roles, but, um, Natalie and I for sure kind of have that guardian manager. I think Rebecca, you take like, you're like the top, like she is like the parent. And then I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like the step parent. Like you're involved, but like you just let her handle a lot of it i handle a lot too but like yeah. depending and, on what it is like usually it's like like i'll go to rebecca <laughs> well and too like with my profession um i'm used to doing hard situations every minute so i'm, I'm yeah. kind of used to guiding those kind of conversations and all that fun stuff yeah usually when it came to like any financial or like legal stuff i usually would take a lot of that over Depending on what it is, because you did a lot too. But yeah, but um, kind of just start off back to, you know, why why are we starting this? So Natalie and I um, kind of like I said, we didn't come from much. Uh, we grew up with our no. dad, so we were single dad. Results. <laughs> he he did well, a great job, but um, our mom left when I was thirteen. 
you were like what? I was like 15. 14, 15. No, yeah, because I was a freshman in high school. Okay, so kind of like beginning those so, years where you definitely need a mother figure. Your body's changing, life is changing, you're dating, all the things. And not that a dad can't handle. Our dad did a great job, but um, yeah, we grew up very like low middle class. At that, at that. That's like I think that's like. Being nice. That's know. being very nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, like we said, we're from like a small country farm town. I graduated with 45 kids in my class and that was considered really big. That was huge. Yeah, huge. Um, I graduated with 35 and that was like, wow, that's yeah. still a decent size. So we definitely come from a town where like everyone knows everything. Everyone knows everybody. Um, so I know personally for us, like we wanted to get out of there just because I'm... I'm very, like, I'm private, but I'm not. Like, I do keep a lot to myself, but I do show people a lot of my life at the same time. It, it kind of just, like, depends on what it is. Um, and just being from a small farm town, like, I don't talk to a lot of people from our hometown. I don't really tell a lot of people a lot of anything. Um, it's definitely more so for you're, like, you know, you're, like, my best friend than, or, like, Rebecca, like, my sister, then you pretty much know, like, everything that's going on at all times, but... Besides that, like, I just, I don't, people don't even know what I'm doing every day. Yeah. I mean, I can't help it. I'm a Leo, so I have a loud mouth. I don't mean to overshare, <laughs> but I do sometimes. Uh, but yeah, we, we got out of there. Um, and nothing's wrong with staying Nothing there. Nothing is wrong with our hometown. It's so like, I'm literally going there this upcoming weekend for a bachelor party for my friend that I've known since like preschool so it's gonna be really fun um there's nothing wrong with it we knew that we wanted it's just not for me <laughs> yeah we knew that we wanted you know kind of more not that you can't have more but we wanted to experience life see the city kind of get out of our yeah zones. i wanted to be i was a little we were a little country mass we want to become big city mass <laughs> so we came out of the country also sorry sometimes we <laughs> jump accent to accent so if that happens Sorry. <laughs> and we Please don't come from Back to square one. So we're from this little yeehaw hick town. We're getting raised by a single father. We were in 4-H, FFA, on the farm, took pigs oh to the yes. fair. The amount of jobs that I had. I worked, I've worked at Menards. I used to butcher chickens. I worked in a car factory. Like, And those are like the most of the jobs you can have in our hometown. There's a couple others, but... I worked in the nurseries, country mice in Holgate. Natalie um, is older than me, obviously. So she graduates high school. She goes to Toledo um, at the University of Toledo. I uh, actually ended up going there too. We were in the sorority. Yeah, we were in the same sorority together. Uh, obviously different majors. What's funny though is I did apply to Toledo as a, a nursing student. And then I switched to business. Rightfully so, because I could not handle nursing. <laughs> And then there's me. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> decided to stay. Um, so, you know, we just want to make more of ourselves. And as we're in college, um, more things are happening with our parents. Uh, my dad got sick when, God, we were so young. Well, okay. So, yeah, he um, got sick. I think I was like seven. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was seven. Yep. He got sick. And I will never forget he... I think mom walked into the room. He was like pale white or something. Yeah. So um, originally they thought it was the flu. That was er, wrong. Um, congestive heart failure at the age of 35. Um, if anyone knows what ejection fraction is, 
um, like an EF, his EF was 5%. So that uh, means 10 per heart transplant. So he actually got better um, through medications in seven months um, in the hospital. He was sick ever since then. Um, and that was from when he served in the Marine Corps. Um, he contracted a bunch of viruses in the first chemical warfare, all of the fun stuff. So we already knew he... We know he's been sick like our entire lives. Yeah. It just was at the point where like we were like, okay, he has this condition, but like he's fine type of thing. He was managing his symptoms. Yeah. And and like for me, not being in like a health profession, I was just like, okay, like great, he's fine. <laughs> like I like suspected different. He, but we'll get to that. Like he's going to his appointments, like, you know, he would have to go to Cleveland Clinic every couple of years for his heart. Yep. And whatnot, and you know, he would tell us everything's fine. So like, I was like, okay, great. So we're good. Right. And um, unfortunately my dad, uh, he was the most positive man, but that was bad because he's like, oh, I'm good. I don't need yeah. to go to a doctor. I mean, just for my checkups and blood work, but like, I'm good. I'm Our dad was the type of guy where like literally he would be having the worst day of his life and somehow like, would still be depend. It, it would really depend on what it is that made him angry. What's going wrong? But for the most part, he would always he be was like emotional Pisces. He he was. <laughs> but for the most part, he would like take the bull by the horns and like go on with his day. And he always taught us because he lost his dad, unfortunately, about the same time we lost him. And, like he was nineteen twenty. He was very much a. You know, do it big. Every day is a dream. Sometimes it's a nightmare. Live every day like it's your last. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Work hard, hard. Party harder. <laughs> you name it, we did it. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, there's a little bar in our hometown that was around when our dad was young. And it's still around. They have different owners now, but it's still around. And uh, our dad definitely tore that place up. Yeah. So maybe tore some of his clothes off, but he definitely tore the place up. And that was the little hit town bar. But so we're in college. We know our parents are sick. Our mom left when we were young. And um, we already, like I said, we already knew dad was sick. So yeah. that was something that you still can never prepare for. But um, we knew he wasn't going to live the longest life. We weren't expecting him to pass away so soon, but Natalie graduates college. I'm still in Toledo. Um, at this point, I've already worked in healthcare for a few years. I worked in healthcare since I was 16, so I kind of know the signs and symptoms of things. I'm in nursing school, um, and I kind of started picking up some habits with my mom. Turns out she does drugs, so she's not in her life either now. Um, she does. Drugs. Sorry, we don't mean to say it like that and laugh. We just it's either laugh or cry. Or yeah, it's either look at laugh or just cry about it. I'm choosing to laugh. Yeah, I, it was a week before my 21st birthday, and she came to my place, and um, I kind of caught her. Natalie's at Lollapalooza, and I get to hold an intervention as Natalie's at a concert. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was a huge change. You can't really prepare yourself. No, especially to like, we definitely, like I was a mama's girl. Rebecca was a daddy's girl. Like more towards dad. Yeah. I was always sure. a tomboy. I'm still a tomboy, honestly, but you'll find out more about my personality <laughs> and all five of them later. <laughs> <laughs>
Nelly's a little queer self. But anyway, um, so yeah, we, you can't prepare yourself. You cannot prepare yourself for the worst no matter how much you try. Yeah. I definitely uh, learned that when dad passed. Like, you, it was already, we are dealing with a few things. Our cousin just passed away. Oh so yeah, we just dealt with uh, losing our cousin to addiction and then to come to find out our mom is now dealing with addiction uh, as well. And she was a type that never even drank. Yeah, our mom was very like had her stuff together. She became she went from you know being one of those you know working in fast food and whatnot, Walmart, all that kind of like the same as us. Um, working her way up, got into a very good company, and I mean, kind of took off. Yeah, literally took she ended off. Being the equality assurance manager, um, <laughs> she. I was working though as a quality assurance manager. She was also like we said. She, I mean, she worked her way up in the company, which is very inspirational. Especially I would like I looked up to her so much. I was like, yeah, oh my God, same. that's amazing. She raised us. She got our degree at the same time online, but then she left when we were younger. The whole thing was really fishy, but we went with it. And from there on, um, yeah, I mean, we didn't have. You know, it wasn't amazing growing up in a single father's house. No. But we lose our cousin. Our relationship with our mom is not a typical mom relationship, but we do our best. We make our best for it. And so, yeah, we find out our mom's doing street drugs, which was a big change. And then I find, and then her um, drug gang steals my car. Um,. <laughs> The whole thing went from zero to a hundred. I kid you like, not. Intervention ima on. Imagine being like in your teens and your early twenties, and you have to constantly check your credit report to make sure yeah. that your parent isn't like taking credit cards out in your name, <laughs> stealing money from She's you. She's smart because she knows all of our social security numbers. Smart. So, but we're smarter, right? So we're dealing with that. Unfortunately, it's not her, as you know, um, if anyone's tuning in and you can relate to, you know, anyone you know in addiction, it's not them, it's the disease talking. And that was, it's still the hardest part, watching someone you love, you know, turn into someone completely different. It's, it's the hardest thing. And um, even though she's still alive, she has not been in our lives for a long time at this point. Kind of since we found well, out. We're trying to figure out our mom's addiction and kind of how to cope with that. While that's going on, <laughs> pandemic hits. Yeah. Oh, and while that's going on, I was in that really bad ski accident too. Natalie got a subdural hematoma. Yes. Our dad now, his hips are getting worse because he's been a mechanic ever since he got the Marine Corps. So, God, 30 years. We'll get back to him in a second. Hips are getting worse. It's a whole thing. But he puts his health in the back burner. That's what he does. So he's getting worse. Mom's still doing MIA. her thing. MIA. 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 Which is still a current situation, as you know. And then this one, he trip. Yeah, I went, a little accident. I went skiing. And for you non-medical people, <laughs> I uh, didn't want to wear a helmet. And luckily, we're on the last run. And I literally flew off the side of a mountain, I guess you could call it. It was at Cascade Mountain in uh, northern Wisconsin. I, she used to live in Milwaukee. <laughs> I used to live in Wisconsin. 
Anyways, we go skiing, we're on the last run. I fly off the side of the mountain. I fall 10 feet down, not wearing a helmet. I'm unconscious. Literally my face is like in a puddle of mud from what my friends tell me. Next thing I know, like I remember, I don't remember like, like I remember flying off, everything went black. I woke up, I'm in patrol, like ski thing, like the medical thing. My also got a concussion, a brain bleed, a fractured skull. I fractured a bone behind my ear as well as dislocated my pinky in two, both spots here. I stayed in the neuro ICU for four days. And then after I got out, I had a bunch of follow-ups and headaches and I still get headaches. And I still get a lot of dizziness when I, I don't know what Dizziness. <laughs> She's never said it like that in her life. I get a lot of dizziness when I, because I have my head back here where I had the brain bleed. So, uh, super fun. So anyways, we were dealing with that on top of our bomb and that. And then on top of this, she's not having a great time in her relationship. I got out of a four-year relationship back in December, uh, which I I ended. Uh, These are uh, really starting <laughs> to hit the fan. <laughs> yeah. um, dad's already sick. Mom's an addict. Car gone. Pandemic. Now like, I'm this ski accident for my ex at the time too, on top of everything else. On top of her healing her brain. Yeah, and, instead of supporting, I got stress. And drama. <laughs> and that's on healing. <laughs> so, all these events, we were doing the doing best we could, thing. okay? Yeah, during COVID so, times, it's definitely scary time. Yeah, so fast forward to like the end of 2020, our dad starts looking very yellow. <laughs> yeah, so jaundice. Yeah. Um, yellow skin. And we all like kind of saw it and we're just like... And he put off his appointments due to COVID. That's kind of why I mentioned COVID. So you're going to tie this all in. He needed to... Or a double hip replacement. So he was getting, um, he was, well, he was supposed to, I think, get scheduled for surgery in 2020, but then it got, it kept getting back. put off because of COVID and whatnot. And then when he finally, they were able to start doing the his blood tests and, you know, everything else everything. that you have to do to get prepared for a surgery, that's when they started finding other things. And yeah, if you're in any sort of organ failure, your labs are going to tell. He's looking jaundice. He's looking yellow. What does that indicate? Liver failure. So we weren't sure that it was liver failure, but then it got confirmed after he got um, emergently rushed um, to the hospital. Dad was super motivated. He's like, it's all good. I can do this. I'm going to do all the transplant workup stuff because he's an end stage liver failure. He's a new liver. Just progressively gets worse everything was like fine like so he went to the hospital in march got out uh definitely scary super scary but he was going to his appointments and whatnot and he was fine in terms of like he's going to get the transplant yes. type of thing like he was doing the stuff that he needed to get the transplant in terms of like you know he'll, he'll be he fine he would be staying with me in cleveland and we'd be going to appointments all week Eight to five. I'm pushing him in a wheelchair. We're yeah. doing the transplant stuff. We're doing the lab work. He's motivated. This yeah. man's like, I got this. We're going to get this liver. I mean, I was so motivated. I was going to give him my liver. I mean, he had a... He was ready to go. He was. He's a fighter. He's a cat with nine lives. Honestly. Truly. He was supposed to live after the heart failure stuff when he was 35. He lived. A cat with nine lives. We will talk about that more in the episode <laughs> about yeah. our parents, but so it was shocking. But we were like, you know what? 
This man's already survived a lot. Let's see what we can do. And then he has his heart cath. Basically just check how his heart's doing because his heart's obviously not in great condition. And then he developed um, an acute kidney injury. So, so his liver got worse. His liver got worse. And then um, turns out he had colon cancer. So they had to take him off all of his liver transplant stuff. Cause like, we gotta get this out. Make sure you still get the transplant. You might have cancer. We have to work with chemo now. That was a whole thing. And then his lungs were declining. And it just- He it, smoked for 30, 40 years. He was in the hospital for a month and then um, he got really bad and then he passed. Obviously, he passed in December. That uh, was terrible. Just this past year. So December of 2021. Yep. Did with all of those events back to back. Back to back to back. And then while when my dad passed, I got out. I ended my four-year relationship on top of that. Yeah, we both had relationship issues. Um, Natalie ended hers. I, I, yeah, to say, I, I ended mine. Uh, but either way, that was way too much. So this year, we've kind of just been like... I basically manifested that this year was going to be the best year of my life, and it really hasn't been the best year of my life. No, but Natalie, so. like, <laughs> I strum my mic. Um, but this year was the year that I think we really just took all of our trauma. We finally had time. This year, we're to... just realizing things. <laughs> this was a year of realizing stuff and doing stuff. <laughs> no, but this was really the year where we finally were like, okay. We've dealt with some of the worst events of our lives. We don't have parents. Um, that's kind of why Natalie moved here too, to Cleveland, to be with family, be closer. Yeah, if you would have told me I would be moving back. I literally told myself when I graduated high school, or no, sorry, when I graduated college, I would never move back to Ohio. And here we are. She just loved <laughs> it too much here. <laughs> but um, this was, the year that we kind of started dealing with our stuff though we already kind of were we both did therapy uh, before our dad died but this was the year that we finally were just like wow we've dealt with all these things we were literally power flush with trauma back to back to back and we are who we have and we got to make the best of it and yeah, I mean, one thing that we definitely learned or that our dad taught us while dealing with everything, especially with him being in the hospital, is because, like, when he was in the hospital, we would still be going out. We would go out for the Browns games and whatnot. And I remember, like, I would talk to people and they'd be like, oh, like, are you from Cleveland? And I was like, oh, no, like, I'm not from here. Like, I, and I kind of leave it at that. And then they, of course, would be asked, when asked me more questions, I was like, oh, my dad's in the hospital at Cleveland Clinic. And they're like, how can you go out if your dad's in the hospital? I'm like, my dad literally told me to go out. He was like, don't spend all your time here in the hospital being sad. He's like, go out and live your life. Yeah, no. He so we definitely still like lived our lives, but it just was just different. Like, yeah, no, it was more so because like he was telling us to go do that. And he didn't want us sitting at home crying every day. So do which, we can sit at home and cry every day or we can live our lives right and we still definitely still cry a lot <laughs> we are still grieving I, it's so recent it hasn't even been a year yet obviously um not having our mom through that process either yeah to really not have another parent take over like we had to plan the funeral figure out how to pay for the funeral figure out like 
finances of our dad, like things that he left, like he had a car and all this stuff. Like we had to, we had, we had to figure that out ourselves. Yeah. We didn't, we don't have any advisors. We don't have, I mean, we have like great family support and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for our support systems, we wouldn't be okay. I don't want to no. sound like we have terrible friends and family. But when it comes no, a to... A lot of our friends as family, too, like, they help, too. Like, I have some other friends who had, who had lost parents, so... And nobody hands you an agenda or teaches you a class on, uh, you know, dealing with my parent that's addicted to drugs, dealing with my parent who's sick, dealing with a parent who's dead. There's no <laughs> manual on that. Like, I feel like so a, bad. a book called Grief for Dummies. <laughs> <laughs> People, I think, ask us, like... How do you guys like, keep going? Like, if I were you guys, like, I yeah, would be I, so I'm, depressed. Say, I've had a lot of people say, like, oh, my God, if I would have went through everything you have, I'd be so sad. I wouldn't be able to live life like how you do. And it, it a lot of it just came from, like, our dad. Yeah. Um, and his too. mentality. Uh, he always was just like, we have nothing. Like, our vacation was fair. We would take the camper to the county fair. And honestly, we would have a great time. Like as much as I like that, I hate to, some. I hate to admit it. Those are some of the best. No, of I love to admit it though. When we grew up with literally each nothing. other, yeah, and like, we made fun out of what we yeah. had. We and would play in the backyard every summer. We, we played did, ditch hockey. Yes, we had a like a ten foot deep ditch, and in the wintertime, our dad would crush a beer can and we'd play well, hockey with sticks. He would find us the biggest stick, and he'd say. Let's have some fun. Invite your friends over. We'd have our little friends yes. over. And we'd have this big hockey game arena in the ditch. Yeah. Then during the summer, we would just play in the backyard. We had, like, tire swings. We would we showed pigs. We were always busy with that. We did summer sports. Um, yeah. And our dad would be working, like, 16 hours a day just to make sure he could provide what he could. Because he, I mean, he cared about us that much. He... He wasn't a selfish man, really. He he gave his all when he had nothing, he had to, nothing give. to give. <laughs> Physically, mentally, financially, emotionally. But he did his best. And yeah, there would be times where we would come home and we'd have no electricity. But dad always was very just like, we'll figure it out. I think growing up like that is very helpful because when like I was in college, my freshman week. No, sorry. Freshman and sophomore year. There'd be times where I would go negative in my bank account. I have nothing in my savings. And I tell myself, you know what? I was like, this is bad. But it will get better. <laughs> and it did. So I would say. Yeah. And he really instilled those um, principles in our head that we could do anything we put our mind to. And he never judged what we wanted to do. He didn't care no. what we majored in. He didn't even care if we went to college. Uh, and we support ourselves all through that. And he always said, you know, you have kids and the main thing you teach them is to do better than you did. And I, I think it's so sad that um, he died in his early 50s, but the lessons he instilled, we yeah. still live by. Even though I work hard, play hard. I, I think that we will have a piece for a lot of people, uh, hopefully to relate to. And if not, maybe just a good laugh. If you want some, some comedy in your life, you can probably find something to laugh at too. Um, but we are just so excited uh, that we get to do this, that, you know, Natalie is living here with me in Cleveland and this is kind of a new 
journey we get to start for ourselves. Yeah, so. According to current lives that you got the intro, let's hit it. Okay, so like I said, I manifested that this year was gonna be my best year. Like I said, really hasn't been, but still a good year in terms of not dealing with anything as traumatic as previously. Now it's more like healing from my trauma and then now grieving. navigating and grieving and now navigating being single. <laughs> I have not been single since college. Like I said, I was in a four year relationship. It's just now <laughs> navigating the single life going like, eh, I don't really want to talk to anybody. The mid-20s are not a good dating yeah, tool the, in our generation. The dating pool now is so different from like when I was in college. Like I feel like it was so easy to meet people. Right. And date people, especially like, I feel like if you're in a sorority or like organization, like it's easy to meet people. Um, where now it's like you have the dating apps, you have the bars, you have the gym. And maybe if you're like me, you're a hopeless romantic, Maybe you'll find them at the park, the grocery store, the farmers. She has not found it. any of them at have, these places. No. I started therapy last year and I ended therapy this year. Uh, not because I wanted to, but um, I actually ended up moving this year. I moved from Wisconsin back to Ohio. Uh, so I had to stop seeing my therapist because she's only licensed in a couple states. I miss my therapist. Therapy She, My therapist was amazing. She was like the best thing I could have done for myself. I definitely think that also helped me from going into as deep as a hole. Yeah. I could have went into a deeper hole than I did go into. Traveled a lot this year. I travel a lot every year. Uh, but we this have year, a traveling problem. Yeah, I, I don't like to be in the same place for a long time. I also like to talk to, chat with guys from out of the state as well. She has a time. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else happened. I, don't, I think that's like the gist of my year. I mean, just, and then I, I started grad school. Um, yep. I've been doing really good with my job and whatnot. And She's killing it in corporate America. Yes, killing it in corporate America. Maybe your future CEO. Just a lot of like focusing on myself, kind of just like figuring out, kind of, not necessarily like who I am, but just kind of figuring out like, I think the type of person that I want to be and how I want that future version of yourself to look yes yeah yeah no. a lot of like working internally now to make a better me in the future for right sure. yeah no and i'm i'm with you kind of i mean she knows everything about me but <laughs> <laughs> for you know more of you guys yeah i was kind of like the same thing i started this year and um, I didn't, wasn't really manifesting that it was going to be the best year because I was aware that we had a lot. I knew it wasn't going to be a great year. <laughs> I, we were gravy. We dealt with a lot of things. We just went through trauma, 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 bam. Death, bam. Relationships failed, bam. I, it wasn't fun. I, I'm not even going to sit here and be like, yeah. Yeah, we, we did that, and then we cried, and then we laughed, and now things are great. No! No, things still suck. I mean, I'm more self-aware now, and I've been working on my growth. Yeah, I have never been this self-aware in my entire life. Yeah. And that, to me, is the best gift of growing, and I think you can I think agree so. with that. I agree, and I will say, like, therapy helped me. I was already a little self-aware before I started therapy, but then joining therapy, now I, I'm... I still have work to do. Yes, I'm not always work. 
yeah, no one's perfect. Everyone has issues and whatnot. But being in therapy, it definitely helps you be more self-aware. Yeah, and when you're working on your growing process, I think the biggest thing, especially for I mean, both of us this year, you realize like you're not gonna be perfect and the journey is not perfect. I, we were learning, you know, kind of how to cope with this new, kind of new lifestyle, you know, being parentless. Natalie living with me in Cleveland. We still are single. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know. Literally, whoever has our little voodoo, voodoo dolls, just shoot them. I'm kidding. <laughs> Dark humor. Um, don't shoot them, but maybe put them in the spa. Yeah, like something. maybe, maybe crack my back. But, I mean, because the load is getting heavy. Turned a new leaf. I almost feel like we started a new year because Natalie just moved here in September. We're starting our podcast. Oh, starting a new year right now. I kind of feel like definitely it. a new chapter. A new chapter, new chapter for sure. Maybe a new book. Ooh. <laughs> the the book where. The two sisters move. Take on the world. I was just going to say move to Cleveland, but take on the world. Cleveland well, versus the world, I guess. Taking on the world together. But we are just so excited that we get to share all of our crazy nonsense with you guys. And kind of like we said, we hope to inspire you. If you can't relate, hopefully we just hopefully we just make you laugh. Hopefully we make you laugh. Well, we are so happy you guys tuned in today. We will yeah. have a bunch of more topics to cover as this season unfolds and as you get to know yeah. us and welcome to the journey. Everywhere in between. <laughs> happy to have you on this crazy train. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ozzy, I was bored. Um stay tuned though for the rest of the season and Get prepared to see us. Buckle down, seat bouncing. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs>